0: Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Texas Instrument. They reported earnings today, January 22nd, and they're one of the first semiconductors to do so. So I was pretty excited to see how um, how things went today. After hours, Texas Instrument is down about 1.3%. Um, Current price after hours is $131.55. If we take a look at their earnings per share and revenue, Texas beat non-GAAP and GAAP earnings per share. GAAP earnings per share were $1.12 and it beat by $0.10. Revenue was $3.35 billion. It beat by $140 million. But compare this year, um, quarter four to the same time last year, revenue is down about 10%. So now let's take a look at this company's in- information that they provided to the shareholders in their shareholder letter. So this shareholder letter talks about quarter four, and it also talks about their um, their financial their two thousand nineteen year, right? Because for quarter four, they do both quarterly and the annual data. So like I mentioned, revenue was three point three five billion dollars, net income of one point oh seven billion dollars, and earnings per share of a dollar and twelve cents. The earnings per share also included a one cent benefit for items that were not originally included in their guidance. But let's be honest, one cent in double dollar and twelve cents is not a big impact. The big highlights for this quarter uh, for this quarter is revenue is down ten percent compared to same time last quarter, and that's actually a, uh, that's pretty scary. I, I, I'm gonna We're going to take a little more look at the graphs, but um, it does seem like there is a bit of a slowdown for Texas Instrument at the moment. Texas instrument is made up of three three revenues: analog revenue, their embedded processing revenue, and then the other revenues. Um, analog revenue is down five percent, embedded revenue is down twenty percent um, compared to the same time last year ago. We're gonna see we're gonna see a, in a bit later the how that breakdown um, is for for the revenue. You're gonna see that analog is a huge portion compared to everything else. Uh, Cash flow for operations. Was 6.6 billion for the year. That's actually pretty good. This company has a very strong positive cash flow, and free cash flow for the year was 5.8 billion dollars, which was about 40 percent of revenue. Again, for a company to have such a free cash flow uh, of 40 percent of the revenue, that that definitely shows that this company is running things very efficiently. They returned about six billion dollars to owners in 2019, both through stock repurchases. And dividend their dividends represent 52% of free cash flow um, we're gonna take a look at a little bit later on how that dividend um, and cash flow and repurchases were were made now let's take a look they gave us a quick guidance for next quarter for the first quarter of 2020 revenue is expected to be 3.12 billion to 3.38 so if somewhere in the middle will be about 3.25 um, billion dollars and earnings per share of about $0.96 cents to $1.14. So what's that? About $1.05 in the middle. So if we take a look at $3.25 billion, and let's compare that to same time last year. Where would I have that here? So here I have revenue for the quarter um, for um, for Texas Instrument. And if we take a look at quarter one of 2019, quarter one of 2019 was 3.5. almost almost 3.6 billion dollars so now for quarter one of 2020 you're expecting 3.25 billion so we can see there is a slowdown happening and if we take a look at the quarter two years ago of 2018 first quarter of 2018 first quarter of 2018 was even higher than that at almost 3.8 billion dollars so 2018 quarter one was 3.8 billion um 2019 quarter one was about 3.6 billion and they're saying quarter one of 2020 is gonna be about 3.25 billion. So you can see there is a slowdown happening on on this company. Now let's take a look at that earnings per share. Remember they said earnings per share of an average of a dollar and five cents. So 2018, quarter one was a dollar thirty-eight, two thousand and nineteen quarter one was a dollar twenty-nine, and now it's gonna be somewhere around one oh five if we take at the if we take a look at a, at the midpoint. So we can see that revenue is decreasing and as well that earnings per share. Cash flow from operations. So cash flow, like they said, they had $6.6 billion of cash flow from operations uh, for this year. Cash flow from operations from same time last year um, for 2018 was about $7.2 billion. So it, cash flow this year decreased about 8% and free cash flow decreased about 4% this year. Uh, Free cash flow last year of 2018 was about $6 billion. Right now it's sitting at $5.8 billion. Next, we're gonna take a look at how this company has returned to the shareholders dividend payments. um, Let's just take a look at annual data. Uh, Annual data for 2018, this company paid about $2.5 billion in dividend. In 2019, this company paid about $3 billion in dividends. So there was an increase of about 80% increase in dividends compared to last year. So that's pretty good. This company is definitely um, increasing its dividends. Um, Stock repurchase though, stock repurchase last year was a lot more than this year. And that's actually, uh, it it kind of makes sense to me, right? Last year was when the whole, when all this trade war panic was going on. And a lot of these companies had very low prices. So stock repurchase last year was $5.1 billion. Stock repurchase this year was almost $3 billion. So about a 42% decrease in amount of money that this company is spending on repurchase. Um, So they definitely loaded the truck last year compared to this year. This is a semiconductor, semiconductor company. And companies like this definitely need a focus on research and development. So I wanted to take a look at how their research and development costs cost were doing this year compared to the same time last year, just to make sure this company is keeping up with trends. And we can see last year this company spent 10.2 billion dollars in in R&D, and this year spent about 9.2 billion dollars in R&D, so about one billion dollar less. But remember, we took about they took about one uh, a little over one billion dollar less in revenue. Um, so it would make sense that research and development also took a hit, um, but that nine billion dollars is still big it's still a large amount so that's pretty impressive that this company is spending a lot of money for research and development next let's take a look at diluted earnings per share um, so this company last year gave five dollars and fifty nine cents. Remember, I said there does seem to be a slowdown, and this year is expected this year it produced five dollars and 24 cents and let's actually take a quick look at seeking alpha they usually give us estimates for for 2019 they expected um this company to give us about five dollars and 17 cents of earnings per share this company beat the expected um so it beat by seven cents i did yes so it did five dollars and 24 cents compared to the estimated five dollars and 17 cents for 2020, for next year, they are expecting five dollars and six cents. So we can again continue to see that this company is seeing a bit of a slowdown um, compared to the pre compared to 2018. So 2018 seems to be the peak. Then 2019 slowed down, and now we're seeing 2020 is continuing to give us this slowdown. Forward PE ratios continue to be about 25. So that's uh, pretty much I think around the average right now for for these semiconductor companies next let's take a look at diluted shares um, in two thousand at the end of two thousand eighteen this company had about nine hundred and seventy uh, million shares outstanding in diluted outstanding shares they did a lot of repurchasing throughout the throughout the year so in the end of two thousand and nineteen they have about nine hundred and forty eight million dollars, a million shares so they bought about 22 million shares this year and here we can see the dividend difference right they did 77 cents per share last year and this year they did about 90 cents per share next we're going to take a look at this company's balance sheet and to me the balance sheet is definitely the best place to see how the company is truly doing um so we're going to take a look at 2018 and 2019. So cash and cash equivalents remain pretty much the same for both years. Last year, at the end of 2018, this company had $2.4 billion in cash and cash equivalents. This year, actually, this company is sitting at about the same $2.4 billion, so no change there. The biggest change in current assets was actually from short-term investments. Last year, this company had $1.8 billion in short-term investment where right now it's sitting at $2.95 billion. So over a billion dollars increase in short-term investments and flat levels in cash and cash equivalents. So this company is putting its money to work. So current, um, next let's take a look at inventories before we look at at total current assets. Inventories right now, we're sitting at $2 billion worth of inventory. Um, Last year, we're sitting at $2.2 billion. This makes sense, right? If the company is expected to see a slowdown in in their products being sold we would expect them to have lower inventory than same time last year total current assets right now is sitting at about 8.8 billion dollars um where same time last year was sitting at about 8.1 billion dollars so you can see this company has increased its total current assets next let's take a look at the company's total asset total asset right now is sitting at 18 billion dollars of total assets the biggest change coming from total current assets um and Total assets last year was 17, um, $17 billion dollars. so an increase of about 700, eight, uh, about 800 to 900 um, million dollars of assets increased this year compared to the same time last year. And like i mentioned one of the biggest changes was that total current assets we see that huge increase in short-term investments that this company did not have last year assets are looking good but the only way to really compare assets are by looking at it and looking at the liabilities to see um, what the ratio is really at all right so the biggest change here uh, in total current liabilities was they have less portion of long-term debt to pay off this year compared the same time last year and this is not the company's fault this just depends on when they have to pay their bills so last year they had to pay off some portion of a loan faster than this year the main difference here is accounts payable and accounts payable is when this company needs to um, pay its suppliers for the inventory or for the items the raw materials so last year this company paid about 478 million to to its suppliers this year it paid a hundred million dollars to get less at 388 million dollars, but again, that's to be expected, right? Because this company had a slowdown. Uh, is expecting that slowdown? Has that slowdown happening? So they're buying less inventory. So obviously, you will see less value on accounts payable. So total current liabilities this year is sitting at 2.1 billion dollars. Same time last year was about 2.5 billion dollars. So we're seeing a decrease in total current liabilities, but we're also we're seeing similar levels in total current assets compared to last year uh, so again that's definitely uh, a good thing to see next we're going to take a look at long-term debt this company last year had 4.3 billion in in debt, in long-term debt right now it's sitting at 5.3 billion so that's about a 1 billion dollar increase in long-term debt so this company is actually is is increasing it's taking out loans uh, so it's something we're going to have to take a look in the 10Q report to see when this happens. Total liabilities at the end of this year was 9 billion, $9.1 billion. Same time last year was $8.1 billion. And we can see the major impact. So that's a, what, a, a $1 billion difference. The biggest difference comes from that long-term debt. Um, so total liability increased a, a little bit numerically-wise higher than total assets. But total assets is still a lot higher than total liabilities almost a two to one ratio so that's pretty good and the total current assets compared to total current liabilities is almost a four to one ratio so that's both the balance sheet is looking pretty good for the company now remember i talk, told you guys that this company has three types of revenue coming from analog devices embedded processing and other and analog devices make up a huge portion sitting at 2.5 billion dollars embedded processing makes 0.6 billion dollars so 600 million and other revenue makes up 220 million dollars so you can see the big the big boy is definitely analog devices but analog decreased five percent this um this year compared to same time last year um embedded processing decreased quarter four 2019 20 percent compared to quarter four of 2018 and other decreased 24 percent. so you can see there is that slowdown happening with revenue so what i mentioned before was the quarterly segment now let's just take a look at the annual segment to see how how things are progressing in the total scheme of 2019 analog made up 10.2 billion dollars of revenue this year and that it made up 2.9 billion dollars and other made up 1.2 billion dollars so out of the whole what is that about 15, 14, or 15 billion? Ten 10 billion came from analog. So you can see analog revenue is a huge portion of this company's company's revenue. Analog revenue of 2019 dropped about 5%. Embedded processing dropped about 17%. And other dropped about 15%. So again, you can continue to see that slowdown happening there. So that's it for this episode. We did de- we did see a few things. We saw that Analog um, Texas Instrument is seeing a slowdown in their devices in their revenue, and they're expecting twenty twenty two to even be a, a, another slowdown. And we can see it here with earnings per share of two thousand nineteen lower than two thousand eighteen, and analysts expect two thousand twenty to be lower than twenty than the previous years. And we can see that quarter one estimates that they gave us are also lower. Than quarter one 2019 and quarter one 2018, so we're we are seeing that slowdown. Um, this company is currently priced at about 25 forward PE ratio for 2019 and about 25 forward PE ratio for 2020, um, a little bit higher, more like 26, but that's because right we're expected to uh, we're expected to see that revenue slow down. But overall, this company definitely has a very, very strong balance sheet. It has a very strong shareholder return. And um, yeah, so let me know what you guys thought about this company. Uh, Make sure to post in the comments. I'll probably try to do a video a day right now that Earning Seasons is happening. And I'll do a quick review like this. After Earning Seasons is done, I'm going to go back to my previous format where i give a more in detail an analyst compared to what i'm doing right now right now i'm just providing you guys with the information that's coming through later on i'll be able to read the 10 q reports and be able to do more heavier research um more heavier i'll be able to do heavier research on on each specific company so take care guys have a good night make sure to subscribe make sure to post in the comments give me a thumbs up share with your friends Um, so take care